Welcome to Dangerously Likely. I'm Caleb. I'm Terrell. And today we're Dangerously Likely to tell a story. Once a month, Caleb and I really felt that it would be important to highlight culture and allow creators both from Idaho and across our country to share their stories, whether it be a written story, a poem, music, anything, um, and have us provide some commentary and relate it back to some topics that y'all are all familiar with. So this podcast might sound a little different for our, our loyal listeners, but it's really a great opportunity to show really truly how much politics, how much um, the situations that we all are feeling impact and can change um, mindsets across our country. That's awesome. And also kind of a side note, Terrell and I have been kind of working on something special we have decided to make playlists and yes. release them to all of you via Spotify and Apple Music if you want. Spotify is better. Just putting that out there. Spotify is better. Okay, we'll wait for a future episode where he's wrong and Apple Music's better, but we'll have that debate later. Um, but basically, the idea of this is I have a playlist called New Sounds. Terrell has a playlist called Discovered Vibes. Mm-hmm. And then how it works is these two playlists are kind of our like as new music comes out, we pick songs that, that really vibe with us. We put it in our playlist. Um, it's usually just new music only. And then kind of after a little bit, we have like a central play- playlist that's just labeled with our name, Dangerously Likely. The musical. The musical. And we just kind of filter songs into that and kind of have like, that's like the mother playlist. Yeah. So if y'all are like, wow, I chill with these guys. I want to listen to their tunes. That's a great we, space to start. We got you set up on Spotify. Look up Dangerously Likely. Not the podcast, actually, just the account this That's time. And on Apple Music, either look up my name, Caleb Smith, starts with a K, or look up the username, just Caleb8, no caps. Um, and we will have both those playlists there for you to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So, Terrell, in my playlist, just real quick to bounce off of that, in my playlist, so far I have some some Omar Apollo. I have some Portugal, the man. I even have Thunder Jackson and Labyrinth. Uh, what you got? You're really going to make me have to pull this up. Like, hold on, hold on. I wasn't ready. All right. Well, ready. you know, I also have a little bit of St. Motel in there, you know, Ooh. got some Literato. I got some coin. I oh, even have a little coin. bit of, right. I even have a little bit of Drake and major laser. I know I have Drake in mine. I where is my playlist? Oh my! Um, I know I have Drake in mine. I know I also have a little bit of Coin. I honestly think, even though we have two separate playlists, our vibes are pretty similar when it comes to music. So there are a couple of overlaps here and there. Like I know my I have playlist is better. Though. No, it's definitely mine. I know I have a <laughs> Nothing But Thieves song on there. Oh, I have a couple. I just okay. Just kidding. I have one. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. I have a Bad Sun song too. You're saying you have a couple, but you don't really have all that. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, I do have the bad sun song. Bad sun's okay, song. Okay, so it might be kind of similar, but I think while Terrell and I definitely enjoy some of the same vibes, we do have some different stuff. In we there. do. So we don't do. worry about it. Listen There's not both. as much overlap as I might have previously thrown out there because I also really vibe with old school R&B and that type of tune and vibe. So I know that there are a couple songs in here that I'm not saying Caleb doesn't listen to, but are a little bit different than what he always leans on. Yeah, that's the vibe that I'm in. And I, I've i really appreciated, even through quarantine, that there have been some um, quarantine pandemic, whichever words you want to use in this space. Um, there have been some really good music coming out. True. And 
even though Adele said that her album will not be ready as fast as we were hoping, I'm really looking forward to the fact that Adele will have an album coming out soon. Same with Sam Smith. Rihanna mm. keeps teasing that her album's coming out soon. Mm. Drake has an album coming out at the start of the next year. So music's only going to be a uh, Did he just topic. drop one? Yeah, but he has another one coming. Drake, you crazy guy. He's the best. Don't come for Drake like that. Yeah, honestly, though, I agree with you. So don't worry. I'm not coming for Drake. So for our first week where we kind of lean into the storytelling piece, um, Caleb and I had some conversations and thought that it would be fun for one of us to do a piece. And uh, I'm super excited to share something that I've been working on and just really hope that our listeners are able to enjoy this new format and really um, buy into the story writing, but also have the same kind of commentary that um, Caleb and I will have. Um, if anyone is looking for this, we are working on ways that we can share out our stories and highlight those collaborators that we will have featured. So just stay tuned and be on the lookout for further information on either our social media or through some other form of communication. I love it. Cool. So do you want me to start this? Are you ready? Trell, I think I'm ready to go. Do you know the rules? Wait, what are the rules? So I will start reading. Okay. And when I get to a place where you're like, I think I know where the story is going or something impactful just happened and I want to talk about it, just say pause and then the floor is yours. All right. But I will cut you off because we know how that goes. <laughs> fair. And it's only fair to our viewers as well. This is true. All right. So the piece is called Reconstruction and it was written by me. Voices. Pause. <laughs> I is this about you. the <laughs> Reconstruction era? Maybe, to some extent. Okay, go on. <laughs> Voices danced through the halls, bouncing from wall to wall like the boys would when they wrestled. Their little cottage sat tucked on the corner of the street, illuminated by the wide cast of a full moon and the loud sounds echoing like a freight train passing through. A shout, unfamiliar to Miles, pulled him from the trance of his personal Sandman with fear. Slowly, he cracked an eye to find his siblings resting peacefully in the moonlight. Being the oldest, it always frustrated him. They had to share the small room, but he could never misplace the peace this had brought to all of them. Memphis was home for the Jacksons for as long as Miles could remember. It wasn't until Ruby came that they were able to move into the little cabin. Pause. Okay, so we're in Memphis, mm -hmm. might be Reconstruction. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's kind of south. Okay. And I heard the name Ruby. So are you talking about Lovecraft Country right now? <laughs> no, but <laughs> maybe that is where that name came from when I started writing, because I really did love Ruby as a character in that show. Ruby was great. And to all our viewers who did listen to our recommendation and have watched Lovecraft Country, I bet you'll love her too. Oh, for sure. Anyways, go on, Terrell. But Tennessee never seemed to welcome them in his mind. Once his father had returned from the war, there was this hope that his parents seemed to carry in making Tennessee a home. He wasn't too young to forget watching the other black folk leave town before the war heated up, but always questioned why they hadn't followed. Even when his father left to join his unit, 
He remembered watching his mother cry herself mad, angry with the world, but mostly tired of being in Tennessee. Suddenly, a yelp shocked his eardrums, waking his siblings in the room. Like instinct, he sat up and placed his finger over his lips before waving his hand for them to get to the floor. Their bodies slithered to the cold wooden floor, light enough the pressure of their bodies wouldn't creak a single board. In a daze, Jesse, his brother, held their two sisters to his chest under their window. Pressed to the wall, he could hear the faint rhythm of footsteps crumbling fresh autumn leaves as an orange glow illuminated the room. Motionless, Miles held his breath as if his lungs were sirens to whomever waited for them outside those four walls. From the corner of his eyes, a silhouette of a man peeked through their window, seemed frozen in time. Even as Adam trained his eyes forward, he felt stuck in the moment with him. Nervous, Jesse quickly pushed his sisters to his left, pointing at their bed. Crawl to the bed and get under it. I'll be right behind you, he whispered. Shoving them towards the bed, Jesse prayed whatever Miles was hiding from wouldn't pick up on their caravan to safety. As they crawled, he could see shadows peering under the door, crawling to them if the orange glare didn't find them first. Quickly, he pushed his sisters along. Jesse had always looked to his brother to take charge in situations like this, but something felt different. A scream broke through the howler outside their door, sounding like his mother. He quickly shot his eyes back at his brother, almost to threaten him to move. There was concern in both their eyes, but Miles simply nodded his head as if things were going to be okay. Holding his breath as if his lungs could signal whomever was outside, he crawled to the other side of the room to be closer to his brother. Okay, pause. Okay. So there's an orange glow. I'm assuming fire. Mm. Um, not necessarily fire in the house, just orange glow of some kind of fire in the distance because it sounds like we're in the middle of a war. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a wild guess and say civil war um, in Tennessee. And to be honest, I'm not quite sure why there are people at his door. If we're thinking civil war here, it could be either side. Yeah. So I, hmm, not hundred percent sure where to go. However, I think it is an interesting part of the story where, where was it miles Mm -hmm. wonders why they didn't leave yeah as well sounds like an unsafe area Mm -hmm. go on (laughs) no i i i think you're getting there okay jesse we got to keep minnie and ruby safe no matter what okay miles whispered in his ear Sounds like mama is giving them the same talking to she gives you when you run out of here without telling anybody. This doesn't sound like any talking to I've ever gotten, Miles. I said we gonna be all right. As he glanced at the window, his eyes were forced back to the door by a loud crack. Holding his brother back, he looked at him and shook his head towards his sisters, then looked back at the door. We have to get by the door in case they come to it. Miles struggled to say. Cries plagued the air loud and hollow. Outside the room, they could hear their mother as the orange glow once coming into the room disappeared, leaving only the North Star and the moon for light. Miles pulled Jesse as they made their way to the door. 
The door slammed shut and their mouths let out a yell. Before he could register it, Jesse had taken and busted through only to freeze. Concerned, he looked back at his sisters and nodded his head for them to stay before taking to his feet after him. On the other side of the door, it looked as though a tornado walked into their living room and sat until everything within reach had been thrown or torn. Their mother kneeled in front of the closed screen door paralyzed. Jesse ran to grab his mother while Miles pointed to the window to the orange light and more dancing shadows. Shaking his mother, Jesse pleaded for answers, but she remained silent. Mama, Mama, where's Daddy? Miles glanced back into the room at his sister's and then ran to Jesse's aid. Visibly pale, Miles looked at his mother in her eyes, holding back tears. Mama, was it the white men you always warned me about? Her face dropped as she pointed out the door. Miles turned and walked to the screen, looking out to the orange light that confused him all night. They said we only won the war in the North. Here, we are still a bunch of niggers, his mother said in shame. Worse than, we are niggers who thought they can live here for free. As she fell into Jesse's arms, Miles could hear. Okay, okay, stop. Okay, pause. Okay. So now you're making me think that the war's over. Mm-hmm. So, yes, a fire outside, but is it a cross burning? Mm. Let me finish. That's my take right now. As she fell into Jesse's arms, Miles could hear his father pleading for something. Paralyzed, he watched as the orange glare took the shape of a cross and watched as a mob beat his father in the street. And that is the end. Oh, wow. I paused it right before the end. You did? Well, hmm. Do you want to know the backstory behind this? Yes, I would. So um, I actually started writing this after the first presidential debate ironically why after any correlation there yes okay um following the the opportunity for trump to um, Mm. condemn white supremacy and leading to the stand back and stand by comments uh, i i share with you i had a moment where i felt felt fearful and um interestingly enough Shortly after that, I got my monthly article from or monthly magazine from the Atlantic and the magazine was dedicated to and focused on reconstruction and how does America move forward Uh. and compared the presidency of Trump to not to the 1960s like or late 1960s like we've been become accustomed to because of the law and order rhetoric but to Andrew Johnson and post-Reconstruction, a president who... um, Yeah, because Andrew Johnson was, what, Lincoln's vice president? Yep. And when Lincoln was shot... He took over as president and failed to live up to the moment as uh, the article went on to write and didn't have a good pulse on the country and ignited the worst of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that just really struck me. I think 
we we tend to talk about the Civil War and this highlight of America came into its reckoning and took a, a moment to recognize that slavery was wrong and all men are created equal, all of these points. But we forget that the road after that was just as dark and as bumpy as it was leading to it. And some, well, maybe it's more factual um, than some people would like to admit, but some would argue that that road has been dark and bumpy all the way till now, Mm -hmm. even though there has been progression. Yeah. Um, So did your, so this is, this takes place basically during Andrew Johnson's term Mm -hmm. is what you're saying. How many years, like just not really just a couple years, maybe after the civil war ended. Yeah. So I think you can make an argument. This is one or two years after. Okay. Okay. All right. So the, so that's the history of the story to outline that. Yeah. Reconstruction and winning the civil war seemed like it was going to be a a bright spot in our history. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people view it that way, but pretty quickly afterwards, it really wasn't. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that you lean to Lovecraft count country. I Ruby. always say County um, Lovecraft country. Yes. Because of Ruby, but I think that goes to exactly what you were speaking to of uh, somewhat argue that the road has been dark and bumpy up until now. Um, that show very much does a great job of speaking about race in America, but without giving away any spoilers for people who still haven't seen it, there's an episode that hits and focuses on Emmett Till and yeah. the impact that had on the country, the soul of the country, but even beyond that, just how, how divided the country was at that point where one pocket of people felt that understood it and uh, another pocket of people didn't and had to be um, I'm trying to be really careful here not to give away any spoilers, but had to experience it in their own way mm-hmm. only after being challenged by that one group to say, you don't understand where we're coming from. So um, yeah, I think it's, I appreciate the fact that you made that connection, even though I didn't, because I think it very <laughs> much speaks to a lot of it. Yeah, no, I think, I think, I think that's, the story that you just outlined for us today, I think is a especially fascinating take for us to look back at today in 2020. Um, It kind of gives me questions of like, okay, we've seen like police violence is coming to a head um, probably because there's video cameras. People are actually seeing what's happening. Yeah. But also with with everything going on, we have seen some places like the conversations are coming up. There's actually change going on in some places. But with the president that we have, we won't really get any kind of change out of him, Mm -hmm. especially if he wins again. Yeah. So do you think that this Andrew Johnson dark period of reconstruction could be compared to even Donald Trump winning a second term. I was actually double checking this fact because I wasn't confident in it. Um, I think there there are some parallels to draw. And interestingly enough, if you continue down this um, line as the Atlantic did, 
Andrew Johnson went through an impeachment hearing and was one vote away from being removed from office. Yeah, that's right. Um, but he also didn't win a re-election. Hmm. He was, granted, he didn't technically win any election because he was um, moved into that role because of the assassination of um, Abraham Lincoln. But even then, even after all the darkness that our, our country had gone through at that time, there was still a vote to replace him with, ironically, the general that won the war for the Union, Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah, that's right. So that's maybe right. there are some parallels, hopefully. Obviously, obviously different times compared to now and all the way in the 1860s. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe history rhymes here. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Well, that was a great story, Terrell. Thank you for that. Well, thank you. And I really hope our listeners out there take the opportunity to give us your feedback. Let us know um, how you felt about this segment. I, I really appreciate and think that this will be a great opportunity for us, Caleb and I, to feature different individuals. But we want to know, are there topics that you all are interested in? Are there um, local artists that y'all would love to be highlighted and think that this could be a great platform for it. So hit us up on social media, send us a text message or an email and really let us know how you feel about this segment. Yeah, I think that's great. And, and maybe if the, the story invoked feelings within you, like let us know, let us know. And you know, maybe if of course, with your consent, maybe we'll talk about that. Maybe you'll be a guest <laughs> the next time we have a story episode. Um, we would love to hear from you. Feel free to DM us at dangerously underscore likely on Instagram. Um, or of course our email that's in our description and our phone number. That's also can be found in our description. Feel free to reach out to us with any ideas, thoughts, feelings. Um, and don't forget to vote and don't forget to vote. And even more to that, um, if the story impacted you or if you, um, really got a second to take a step back engage in your community. There are multiple organizations that are doing work around justice or criminal justice reform around um, just protection of our BIPOC populations. So if there are groups that you want to highlight or groups that you want to work for, share them with us or just let us know that you've been able to do that amazing work. And um, we just appreciate that you are listening to us and taking that opportunity to engage in your community. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Terrell. I'm Caleb. And we're Dangerously Likely. To tell a story. On a podcast? On a podcast. (laughs) 